0: everybody welcome back into your favorite football podcast fresh football takes this is a special episode this year as i've promised my keegan is back producer Keegan, how are you my friend i've missed you tremendously
1: yeah what's going on everybody i'm glad to be back uh you know life gets in the way a little bit sometimes and i was uh you know here there and everywhere but I'm back here and I'm ready to talk some football. It's been it's been an awesome year so far. Still pretty early on. So uh so yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm excited.
0: Yes, I'm super excited. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the episodes I do myself, but it's it's exhausting talking to yourself about football for half an hour an hour. It's a lot. I make a lot of mistakes without you. I need you to correct me. Yeah,
1: I I can imagine, man. I don't I don't envy you. Uh it was it's it's always good humor, though, so at least there's that going forward.
0: Right, that's that's true. Very, very true. But anyways, I'm glad to have you back. The people are glad to have you back. Um, why don't you go ahead and, not you, Keegan, but everyone listening, uh, follow us on Twitter, at FreshFootball. Use the hashtag, as always, hashtag Fresh Football takes. Follow my personal account, at AQFresh. Keegan is at KeeganRH. And I have recently made a Facebook page for Fresh Football Takes. You can just search at Fresh Football Takes on Facebook. It'll bring you there. Like us, share us, um, interact with us on there, on Twitter, uh, everywhere.
1: Yeah, we're about to be more active everywhere. So uh, like, subscribe, follow, you know, click that like button.
0: Yeah, give us the give us them engagements. Um. So I guess with all of that, anything you got going on, Keegan, before we talk about this Thursday night game? Well, you know, it's
1: it's an interesting uh, circumstance for me because I actually have to pick them this year. I'm in a money pick'em pool, and the first two weeks, I did awful. I did terribly, and I think it was because the lack of fresh football takes in my life. Not Ooh. that I wasn't listening to the show, but just not being able to be on the show and to talk... Out all these games with you so now I'm very excited to get back into it. I feel like it'll give me more insight and hopefully help me win
0: some cash money there you go get you back on track and maybe it'll even uh give you a little boost to try to win this free fresh football takes t-shirt in our pick 'em pool oh yeah that's the other pick 'em pool I'm in the fresh football takes pick 'em palooza absolutely maybe you'll get the free t-shirt maybe I'll just get the free t-shirt because why not
1: if you win your own t-shirt you're not really winning anything
0: you're right because i'm just gonna make myself one anyway yeah that's pretty cool i guess you can rock it right right so all right um with that we have a barn burner of a thursday night game to get to so why don't we excuse me why don't we just jump right in oh god a barn burner huh that's one way to put it (laughs) right the barn burn down um, at least it did. It did for the Titans, because my oh my, my oh my, this was this was ugly uh, for the Titans from the start. Um, actually, the the defense played well on the very first drive. I think it was three and out, or they didn't really give up many yards. Um, they forced a punt on the very first drive of the game. I don't think anybody was too shocked about that. Uh, Titans getting the ball, looking to make a statement with their first offensive drive and they muffed the punt and yeah. the Jaguars score two plays later. I think it was two plays something like that. Maybe it was the next play, but either way, they scored um and that pretty much set the tone for the game,
1: yeah, um I don't know w- I don't know what's going on in t- Tennessee I really thought that you know since Tennessee had their starter and that Jacksonville did not have their starter that Tennessee just automatically had the edge but I was going back and forth because these games are always close they're always low scoring and uh Gardner Minshew man he looks good yeah he's he's impressing a lot of people he impressed a lot of people last night Um, right so, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, that offense is moving and not because of Leonard Fournette.
0: So, no, not because of Leonard Fournette. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, but no, man, they really do. The Jags look good. Uh, DJ Chark is look, he's really kind of making that second year jump.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing I said that the Jags had the edge in was the wide receivers and, uh, they really played well last night, you know. I think Westbrook, like, dropped a touchdown, but he had a good game. Chark had a good game. Um, and he's
0: just really elevating the play of, of everybody around him. He really is. Um, yeah, we were talking pregame about it. And, yeah, the only strength that we really said that the Jags had over the Titans was those wide receivers. We just kind of said the defenses were a wash. Um, and the wide receivers, I think, were really the difference. Yeah,
1: I think so, too. That and the defenses weren't as much of a wash as we thought because the
0: Jacksonville defense just ate the Titans alive. That's true. They did have nine sacks, so there's yeah, that. they were all over them all night. All night long. Uh, however, they couldn't stop Derrick Henry from once again finding the end zone.
1: Y- yeah, Henry got his. It was kind of, you know, in the in the end there. But I just think... I don't know. It's like the team can't trust Mariota to throw the ball, so they just run 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 even when even when they're losing and even when they're in like a second or third and long, it's still just run 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 and it's like I don't know if they can trust Mariota to do, to uh to do anything.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like they trust him at all. And I mean, when you only complete barely 50% of your passes, he did go 23 for 40 last night. Uh I don't know how you can trust him. He did have over 300 yards with 304, but I think that's just more of a volume thing than anything else. They don't seem to trust him at all. Uh, He doesn't have much rapport with any of his receivers, except for Delaney Walker, who is, I mean, he's a tight end. Um, But this is a struggling offense that needs to run through Derrick Henry, and when the opposing defense shuts Derrick Henry down, they shut the Titans down. I think it's just that simple.
1: Yeah and they also have to be winning for the run to actually be effective and like you said from this from the jump in this game they were down and then they just were continuing to be down but they continued to run the ball and Jacksonville continued to stack the box and it was just not a pretty sight.
0: Right. This game was like I said pretty much over uh from the beginning and I think I think that I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, I do want to talk about talk about Garner Mitchell.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, he's you know, the sixth rounds, you know, the, the, the backup, he wasn't even gonna make the roster, I think, coming out of preseason. And uh he's he played his way onto it. Yeah, he's turned a lot of heads. You know, when Foles went down, everyone was uh was wondering how bad it was gonna get in Jacksonville, but
0: maybe it's better with Minshew than Foles. It could be. Right. Maybe Nick Foles is a system quarterback.
1: I mean, I I don't think anybody would disagree with that to an extent because he's had great years with Chip Kelly and with you know with the Eagles obviously Super Bowl winning MVP, but he's had some bad years too with some really bad coaches. So I don't know if he was even like Uninjured enough this year to really say that because he got his collarbone broken on like what, like the fourth or fifth play of the season. Yeah, so, it was definitely
0: in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. And it was on, and it was unfortunately on like a beautiful touchdown pass to Westbrook, I think. So I was That's like, true. I remember watching it. I was so excited because it was a beautiful rainbow pass right to the back pylon. And then, oh man, Nick Foles isn't getting up. Oh, he's injured.
0: Oh, this sucks. <laughs> Oh, no. But no, man, I don't know. He couldn't outplay Case Keenum with the Rams. Uh, And and that, I think, says a lot about him.
1: No, yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, if we're talking Foles versus Minshew, I mean, that's kind of like what they have right now. But um, I don't think that Foles would necessarily be any worse than Minshew. I don't think, I don't know if he would be any better than Minshew. I would like to think so. but. I mean, I, I don't know if you can argue that right now. Like, all, all you right. know is that Minshew's just doing really surprisingly well, a lot better than anyone thought
0: he would be. Right. Uh, I want to pose a question to you, and then I think that it'll be time to move on to the next games. Um, Nick Foles is slated to come back at some point this year. Uh, he's not going to miss the whole season unless he has a setback or something goes wrong. Um, so when Nick Foles is healthy and, uh, activated off the IR, if the Jags are right in the thick of things in the playoff hunt and Minshew's playing reasonably well, who do you go with? I
1: think, I think you just got to stick with the hot hand, I guess, unfortunately, but in the end, they did pay Foles a fair amount of money. A reasonably high amount of money to be the starter there. Four years, so, eighty-eight million. Um, yeah, you know that's a tough one. That's always you know the quarterback controversy. If they, if the quarterback goes down and the backups, you know, balling out, who do you go with when the starter comes back? And um, I don't know. It'd be it'll be interesting to see. I do think that 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 Nick Foles' resume might speak for itself. Um. But again, it just depends on how how good Minshew does and if he can sustain this early success.
0: I think if Minshew's leading this team and they're right in the thick of things, they got to stick with him. Um, but that's just me. I don't get paid anything to make these decisions. I don't even get paid to talk about it. Um, calling out all the potential sponsors there. Yeah, <laughs> pay us, <laughs> pay me to talk about football so I can quit my day job. Um, but all right, so the Jags won uh twenty to seven on Thursday night football over the Tennessee Titans. Uh I did pick the Titans, so I'm 0-1. And this means that fresh football takes is 0-3 on Thursday night games this year. Uh not a good trend.
1: Yeah, I was I was 0 2 before this week, but I went with I went with Minshew. I went with the home team, which is gonna be a recurring theme. And right. I, uh, I I went with that defense, and I am 1-0 to start the week for the first time.
0: With a little sneak peek into next week, the Thursday night game is Eagles-Packers in Green Bay. That's going to be another tough game, and I probably will end up starting 0-4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never can tell with those Thursday nights. Now they're always tough, but uh, I think that just about wraps up. I think we talked more than most people would about this Thursday night game, so... Let's get moving into Sunday.
1: Yeah, let's get into Week Three. Let's do it.
0: All right. So first is the one o'clock games, and we are going to begin with the one and one Indianapolis Colts hosting the one and one Atlanta Falcons.
1: All right. This is uh this is an interesting one. I think the I I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, they left the Colts for dead when when uh, luck went down. There's a lot of that going around. You know, we talked about the Jags and uh, the Colts, and there's a couple other teams we'll talk about. But I think the Colts were left for dead. And I think Jacoby Brissett is uh, he's really managing that team pretty well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and like you said, a lot of people really did leave the Colts for dead. Uh, I was not one of them. Um I did have I did uh, move them down a little bit though. I had them winning the AFC South at first, but when Andrew Luck retired, I had them in second. Uh, still have them going to the playoffs as a wild card team, but I have been a Jacoby Brissett believer uh, since the Luck news came out. I don't think he's as bad as people think, um, but he's going up against what is on paper a really good team and actually a pretty good defense. I think the Falcons have a lot of pieces over there. Um, Dion Jones is one of the best, one of the best linebackers in football. Uh, True a really good corner. Uh, Keanu Neal is really, I think, one, I think an outstanding safety as well. And then they have Grady Jarrett up front. Uh, I think that they have, I don't want to say a stud per se, but they have uh, up and coming players, and even in Grady Jarrett, a borderline superstar. Uh, at every level on defense, and that's really how you start to build a great defense.
1: Yeah, I think they're underrated because a lot of them were so injured last year and their defense was just awful, and I think no yeah, one realized like that a lot of them are healthy this year. So. Right, and they, and they
0: were good before they got hurt. I know that a lot of their players got hurt early in the year, but for like that small sample size, they were good. They were really, really good.
1: Yeah, definitely an underrated
0: defense in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. And then they have a high-powered offense to go with it down there in Atlanta with the newly paid Julio Jones, highest-paid receiver in football. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin Ridley is having a breakout second year, uh, looking to keep that going.
1: Yeah, he looks fantastic. He reminds me of when it was uh, Roddy White and Julio Jones. Down oh,
0: there. that's a throwback. Good old Roddy White. I loved watching the Falcons when it was White and Julio.
1: Two wide receiver ones on that team.
0: Right. I loved playing with the, the Falcons and Madden when it was Roddy White and Julio Jones. They were a fun Madden team to play with. Absolutely. And then I, th- I think we need to discuss Devontae Freeman here for a minute. Um, a couple of years ago was one of the best, if nah, not the best, but he was one of the best running backs in football to the point where I think at one point in time he was the highest paid running back. Uh, And pretty much ever since he got that contract, he's just not been able to sustain that production.
1: Yeah, last year was kind of, you know, a washout because of injury. And then this year he just, you know, you heard all through preseason. He looked strong. He looked angry. He looked hungry. And then he really hasn't done anything to show it he's 19 for 41 on the ground and six for 54 through the air so he doesn't even have 100 combined yards on the season through two
0: games it's 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 kind of a worry right that's so ugly um but they're going up against a defense that offense at least anyways going up against a stout colts defense that is going to be missing um darius leonard darius is his first name right yes Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, Darius Leonard, I think I saw today he was ruled out. Oh, that's a shame.
1: But again, that defense, just like the Falcons, is pretty underrated in the AFC.
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um, Anything that we want to hit on with this Colts team as a whole? I feel like we spent most of the time talking about the Falcons.
1: I think, I mean, we did mention how decent Jacoby Brissett is playing, but... Oh, true. True. It's really because they're they're feeding the ball to Marlon Mack. Coming into the week, um, he had the most touches, or the most carries, sorry, in the NFL with 45. Yeah, I, he, yeah, I was
0: going to say, I think it's around 45. That's insane. He put it, up almost 200 yards in week one.
1: Yes, and he's, exactly, he's almost leading, he's in the top five in, in yardage too. So I think they realized what they have, and they kind of pivoted away from, you know, Andrew Luck carrying the team and sort of changed their identity, identity to become a
0: more, like, running-based team, and I think it's working. Right, I agree. Uh, it's definitely working. Um, I think they really should have won in Week 1, too, against the Chargers, but it went to overtime. It was a good game. We are beyond Week 1. We're on Week 3. So let's get to the picks. Um, I've got the Colts. I thought I was
1: actually being very brave for picking the Colts. But I, too, have the home Colts winning, I don't know, maybe an upset. I'm not sure. But beating Atlanta
0: at home. Uh, according to the line, uh, it's Indy minus one and a half. Okay. So, yeah, the, they're actually their home favorites by a little bit.
1: Yeah. Give me the run game at home. I think Mac is slated to play. He was a little banged up, but I think he's he did practice to today. And uh yeah, I I just think combined with that defense, I think they keep Freeman quiet and, uh, you know, force Matty Ice to make some more turnovers. He actually leads the league in interceptions this year so far with five. So
0: Ooh. um I would have guessed that, I would have guessed Baker.
1: No, yeah. Yeah. Matt Ryan with five. And uh, I think, you know, I think he forces them to make more mistakes and and the Colts come away with the win.
0: All right. Fair enough. So we both have the Colts in that one and we will move on. The Philadelphia Eagles at one and one are hosting the lossless Lions. They're one oh and one coming down from Detroit. Yeah, the Lions have looked surprisingly
1: good this year actually so far.
0: Yeah, um they did kind of break down in the fourth quarter of, of week 1 against Correct. the Cardinals. Um That's true. But they did beat the uh the Frisky Chargers last week. Um Yeah, that was and that's what impressed me with how
1: how good their defense played in that. Like they really shut down Keenan Allen, they shut down Eckler in the second half.
0: Right. Yeah, that th- again, this is a, this is another defense that you can't sleep on that I think a lot of people do. They have they have playmakers everywhere too. Um Darius Slay is one of the top corners in the league. Uh, they have Snacks Harrison on the line. They have a lot of a lot of uh power up there in the front seven and then Slay leads the secondary.
1: Yeah, and they've never really been known for being a defensive team at least not in the last handful of years but Matt Patricia you know he's a defensive minded coach and I think he's done a really good job at least so far this year at uh improving that defense
0: right I agree um and then Matt Ryan is is slinging the ball like he always does um he's got a big arm Matt Matt, Stafford you mean yeah what did I say Matt Ryan we're not Mm. we're not in Atlanta anymore see corrections
1: Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Matt Stafford looks like
0: the Matt Stafford we know. Right. And uh, he's going from Megatron a couple of years ago to now Babytron is kind of showing out a little bit. Yeah. Kenny G. Right. He's looking real good. Um, I think that they would like to get on Johnson going a little bit more than they have, though, in the running game.
1: I don't know how much of that is is trying to get him going versus how much of that is just this weird usage that Matt Patricia is instilling on him. Like he's he's a stud. He needs to be getting the bulk of the 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 work, you know, but he's just not for some reason. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think this is the week to get him going because the Eagles run defense has picked up right where they left off last year
0: yeah they they really have before we jump to the eagles i wanted to ask you a quick question about uh tj hawkinson okay so he had an incredible week one uh he was pretty much non-existent in week two um is he which one's the real tj hawkinson or is it somewhere in the middle
1: yeah. You know, I think, I think he's a rookie. I think that that goes a long way. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to say that Arizona was unprepared for him, but I just think that he did kind of take them by
0: storm. And then that's, that Arizona defense is really not prepared for anybody.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then the chargers had much more of a solid defense and then he was limited to one catch. So I think he's going to be good. I just think that he put like a target on his back after that first blow up game. And so he's going to have to overcome defenses actually
0: like preventing him from getting the ball. Right. Um, Yeah. I I think that he can be, you know, the next big thing at uh, tight end. I don't think he's going to be, you know, what he was in week one this whole year. But I do think that over the course of his career, he could be. He could be the next bronc. Um So then we will jump to the equal side of the ball. Now um, you guys have no receivers left at all; they're all well, dead. I, I I do
1: believe Alshon was cleared to play.
0: He was cleared to play. He's gonna he's just gonna die again. Yeah, it's it's possible, but at least how he'll do you be go, out there to start? How do you go from missing at least two weeks to oh, never mind, you can play? I just don't like. I just don't get it. I think that that it just doesn't pass the sniff test. Um they're just I think they're just trying to force him on the field.
1: Okay, yeah, he hasn't been ruled out yet, but he is questionable with a calf injury.
0: I bet he doesn't play. That that's so, just Yeah. That's, him and
1: I, Goddard are, are questionable.
0: Yeah, they they definitely could be. Um but we'll see what happens. Uh I didn't know Goddard was hurt actually. Um I missed
1: that. It was very strange. He was injured. Almost everyone who was injured last week was injured in the pregame warmups, which is just I feel like that shouldn't happen but but that's another conversation.
0: yeah well, but, okay. Fair enough. why don't yeah why don't you talk us through this uh, Eagles defense for a second? I think you know them a little better than me as it's your team um so talk through them for a minute.
1: I, I'm not as worried as most people might be from from missing, you know, the star receivers that we have. I think that the guys who came in proved that they were more than capable of picking up the slack. You know, we almost won that game last week against the Falcons. We were down to, you know, a play, half a yard, if that. and um, But I really think that we need to lean on the run game in this one. You know, the young receivers taking over are, are going to be, you know – you know, fresh and green. And I think we got to lean on our our second round pick, Miles Sanders, and the guy that we got, Jordan Howard. And I, I really think that if we do that and then we, you know, use play action and whatnot with Carson Wentz, I think that that
0: will give us, you know, an ability to win. All right. I like how I asked you to talk about the defense and you just went right back to the offense. But that's cool. It's an offensive game. (laughs)
1: yeah our defense is fairly banged up too but um you know we have depth there um our secondary is always our weakest point and I think that Stafford could exploit that so it might be more of a shootout game but um I don't know I think the Eagles are going to pull it out
0: yeah um so just jump into the picks here then you have already said you're taking the Eagles I think that surprises nobody Uh, I'm also going to take the Eagles, which shouldn't surprise many people because they're a much better team than the Lions, even without Deshaun Jackson.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the bottom line is that with Carson Wentz, anything can happen.
0: That's true. Uh, So we'll jump ahead to the next game, which features the Eagles. Uh, Right now, they're arch-nemesis in the East. The Cowboys at 2-0 are going to be hosting the 0-2 Miami uh, Dolphins. Yeah, um,
1: not much. Not much to say here. I don't think. No,
0: there's not. Um, Josh Rosen's going to start this week.
1: Tanking.
0: It doesn't make a difference.
1: Tanking.
0: Um, do you? How do you? How do you feel about this blatant tank job that the Dolphins are doing?
1: Well, they're trusting the process. I mean. I mean, it's an interesting conversation because could you say the Browns were tanking all those years or were they just that bad all those years because of, you know, incompetence?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think the difference is that the Browns at least had some pieces. Uh, I was listening. I forget who I was listening to. Um, I think it might have been the around the NFL podcast. Um. They were saying that you still have to have people there because the the Dolphins are talking about how they're going to build in they're going to build their team through free agency in the draft. But if you're this bad and don't have any l- legitimate professional football players, then nobody's going to want to go there in free agency. Yeah, everyone's so, trying to jump ship? Right. Like, yeah, after week one, there was those rumors that everybody was asking for a trade. Um, We clearly know Minka Fitzpatrick was as he's now in, in Pittsburgh. But I don't know, man. And I'm I'm the type of person like, look, if if I'm not winning the Super Bowl, uh, give me the first pick. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with playing for the future, but I think that you still need to at least try to remain competitive. And I don't think the Dolphins are doing that in the slightest bit.
1: No, yeah, they got blown out once. They got blown out twice. And here come the Cowboys, one of the right. strongest
0: teams in the NFC. Right. Arguably, arguably I think one of the most high powered offenses so far this season, uh, save the Kansas City Chiefs and probably the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think you can make an argument that other than those two teams, the Cowboys are the most explosive offense so far.
1: Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the Dallas. I hate,
0: is... to, I hate to say it too. Don't worry.
1: Is, is my new number one in the NFC. Like, the Rams are 2-0, and but they just haven't really looked like the Rams yet. But, but I mean, the Cowboys are just killing it all over the field.
0: Dude, they really are. Um, with Cooper and Zeke and Dak, obviously the big three. Michael Gallup has played well so far, though. He's going to be missing a couple weeks with a meniscus tear.
1: Yeah, Dak has just looked like someone unlocked like this hidden skill. Like I always trashed on Dak because, you right. know, you know, force him to beat you sort of thing.
0: And he's he's completed over 80% of his passes so far this season. Dude, he really has. Uh he's making that 30 year leap and he's just getting more expensive by the week for the for the Cowboys to pay. They should have just paid him a while ago.
1: It it's true. It's true, but Zeke forced their hand, and now who
0: knows what they're going to do. Right. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. But this game is going to be a dumpster fire. Um, Cowboys by 30.
1: Yeah, Cowboys will probably triple the spread because the Patriots doubled it or whatever
0: they did last year. What is the spread in this game? Oh, my goodness. I was not too far off. Uh, Dallas minus 22. (laughs) Yikes. All right. Trusted
1: the process in Miami.
0: Right. Uh, and with that, we'll just venture along to Minnesota, where the Vikings take on the Oakland Raiders. Both teams are one and one um, At this point, I think that the Raiders are probably thrilled that they just cut bait with A.B. when they did.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I almost forgot that he was on the Raiders at one point. I
0: think everybody almost forgot. But but I think that they made the right decision because, honestly, sure, they gave up a third and a fifth-round pick. Sure, they paid him $30 million guaranteed, which they were able to recoup. Um, but they gave up the picks, ultimately, because, like I said, they didn't have to pay him um, just to cut him before the season even started. Everyone was trashing on him. But... You know, like I just said about um, the other thing, hindsight's twenty twenty, um, and I think that the Raiders did the right thing. Otherwise, they would be getting the shit storm that the Patriots are now getting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and my point always was, he wasn't even really around in the preseason anyway, so it's not like they. They got used to him being there and then had to like reinvent themselves without him. I think in the first game, they looked pretty good. In the first quarter of, of the last game, they looked pretty good. And then the Chiefs took over, obviously. But right. yeah, I mean, I, I think it was for the best. And I think that they'll still be okay as a franchise without him.
0: Yeah, I, it definitely doesn't really set them back because um, the they, the two picks they gave up were in last year's draft. So they're almost um, honestly just kind of beyond that. And they had three first-rounders, um, which, by the way, uh, their first-round safety, uh, Jonathan Abrams, is out for the year. I know I'm a little late on that party, but he's out for the year uh, with a torn rotator cuff.
1: Yeah, that's always unfortunate.
0: Yeah, for a young player who I, I think he's going to be pretty dominant here in the NFL over the years um but they will have to make do without him uh this defense is playing surprisingly well i think i mean they're not you know the best defense in the league uh but i think they're playing a lot better than people thought
1: yeah you know oakland's always had like a hard nose thing especially you know given up mac and all that and uh you know gruden has always had like a hard nose more of a you know a defensive mind and yeah, they have looked a little better than, than I think people gave them credit for on both sides of the ball.
0: Right, I definitely agree. Uh, and a team that is not looking, honestly, maybe not as good as the Raiders do on the offensive side of the ball is the Vikings, outside of Dalvin Cook. Because Dalvin Cook, I think Dalvin Cook is leading the league in rushing at that point. Um, but they can't throw the ball for shit.
1: Yeah, it's... um. It's very true, Kirk Cousins. I don't know. They paid that man a lot of money. They paid their receivers a lot of money, but you know, receivers are only good as, as good as the person that throws the ball to them. And but except I for DeAndre Hopkins, this is true.
0: <laughs> but but I think.
1: Life. But I think in the end, as. Uh, z- z- m- you know, Mike Zimmer, he wants to be a, uh, a run-first team anyway, so I think that they're going to lean on Cook as much as they can, and I think he's shown so far that he can handle it.
0: Right. He has. Uh, I, I do worry about the knee, but I guess it's 2019, and ACL tears uh, really aren't – they're not anything anymore. People just come back from them almost like it's no big deal. Um, and the guy saying it's no big deal is just some – schmuck that talks about football for a podcast if i tore my acl i would never ever walk the same way again so
1: yeah that's probably pretty true
0: i would be in a definitely seven. true <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely true um so yeah the vikings are they're interesting uh i did pick them to win the NFC north uh, i'm a little concerned i'm not panicking and jumping ship off that yet but i'm I'm getting concerned about it.
1: Yeah, I think with that all being said about the run first and how bad Kirk Cousins has been so far, I think they right the ship here in that aspect. I think that Cook sort of takes a backseat and that they're able to air it out a little bit against the Raiders uh, secondary.
0: Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. I do think Kirk Cousins is talented. Uh, I don't know what's been going on with him so far this year. He was even better last year than he has been this year. But I tend to agree with you. I think that he he writes the ship, uh, or at least begins that process of writing the ship. And I think that the Vikings are going to win. Another home team. Check it out.
1: Yep, I have the Vikings too.
0: Wow, we are in lockstep so far, except for the Thursday night game. But you should always just pick against me. <laughs> for Thursday night, that's the trend. Um, and an- another thing that's trending up is those Buffalo Bills. Yes, going- Buffalo, they are taking on the trending downwards Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess the Bengals are trending
0: downwards. I mean, they've looked pretty impressive. Pretty- they what just do you mean lost- you guess? They just lost 41 to. 17, and it should have been 10, but John Ross scored a super garbage time touchdown literally with no time left on the clock. What if I told you
1: that Cincinnati didn't look that bad because they were bad, but because the Niners
0: are very good? That sounds like a 30 for 30 uh, title or <laughs> tagline, I guess. What if I told you, Um, tell you what? I don't think I would not believe you, but I I refuse to buy back into the Bengals until they uh, can sustain some sort of success. Um, but the Niners look great. We will talk about them a little bit later. Uh, so hold that thought about the Niners. Absolutely. AJ Green is going to miss a little more time than people thought. Um, that I don't really. I don't know. I don't really feel either way about that. I just feel kind of meh. I don't think that he can really even save this team at this point.
1: It's true. Like, I don't know if he can do much more than what John Ross has been doing. I feel like we're seeing the breakout of John Ross in this new look Bengals offense. Right.
0: Um, And at this point – Uh, do you think that this offense might just be too fast for AJ Green? Not as far as like pace of play, but you know, Boyd's a pretty quick guy, John Ross is literally the fastest man in NFL history. Um, if you look at the combine numbers, um, Joe Mixon's got some speed, Gianni Bernard's still back there. Um, who knows if AJ Green can just keep up? I mean
1: that is the worry at this point you know he is getting older he's the injuries are piling up like like who knows i've heard i've heard scuttlebutt that this could be
0: the beginning of the end for aj green just like it has been for a couple other players i certainly hope not because aj green is he's been a perennial top 10 receiver uh for honestly pretty much his whole career uh so i i would hate to see him go out like this he's Personally been one of my favorite players over this past decade to watch. Uh, super talented. I wish he was on a better team. Uh, but you don't always get to pick where you go. Uh, I guess unless you're Jalen Ramsey was trying to pick where he goes. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know about this Bengals team. Uh, especially going against the red-hot Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah.
0: Um... Looking great. Looking great. Looking super great. Uh Josh Allen is the truth. Um, I think that I said this during the twenty seventeen draft, and I'll say it again. I'm not backing down. I think that Josh Allen is gonna be the best quarterback to come out of that draft.
1: Yeah, he he looks like he's getting Just, you know, better and better, like steady improvements. And I think that Sean McDermott has the defense playing really well. I just I really like the way that they win games and they're just always in it. And yeah, I I think the Bills have been really impressive so far, two and oh.
0: I agree. Do you think they keep it up? Um, not even with just this game necessarily, but just throughout the season. Do you think they keep up this level of play? Um and you know, knock on the door of the playoffs and possibly even get in.
1: Yeah, I think they could be a wild card team for sure.
0: Okay. I do too. Uh I, I did pick them uh, to be the five seed preseason. Uh so you heard it here first. Excellent. Uh I I do like the offensive pieces they put around Josh Allen. You know, it, it's nobody super spectacular. They don't have any studs per se. No big names, no superstars, other than Frank Gore. But <laughs> Hey, he's a hall of famer, uh, yes, sir. but John Brown is proving to be better than a lot of people thought. I always thought Cole Beasley was a nice little piece. No, he's not going to break the big play, but you know, third and five, third and six, he pretty much always gets the first down. Uh, they drafted Devin Singletary, I think that they put a lot of good pieces around Josh Allen. Um, and if they can just get that big, legit wide receiver one. Um, at some point here in the near future, this team is gonna, this team, this might be the new, uh, Patriots whenever Tom Brady and Bill Belichick decide to stop winning all the time. Never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I know. Um, but I do have the Bengals or not the Bengals. I have the Bills winning this week. Dear God, I'm not picking the Bengals. I'm picking the Bills. Yes, me too. Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. And we will move on to the AFC East rival game. Uh, and this will conclude our AFC East teams, actually. The uh, the New York Jets are traveling up to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Um, one team is 2-0, and one team is 0-2. I don't think I need to specify. Um, Sam Darnold has mono from probably kissing Tom Brady's son. Um... Le'Veon Bell is great. I think that's pretty much it for their offense.
1: Yeah, there's not much to say here. I mean, the Pats have had the Jets' number for a little while now, and Luke Falk taking over quarterback duties for the Jets now (laughs) with uh, Simeon breaking his ankle or whatever.
0: He dislocated it. How do you walk on a dislocated ankle? I don't know, maybe they popped it back in at some point. I'm not really sure. You texted, you were texting uh, our our fantasy group chat uh during that game last week and you you specifically said, "Why are they letting him walk off?" Yeah,
1: that the Yeah, I don't know if they were saving, you know, money on the cart gas or what, but
0: <laughs> Right, but like the dude just dislocated his ankle. Give him a give him a fucking ride. That's insane.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there, but
0: I think that might be the just the highlight of the Jets season so far. Um I just don't know what to low say light. about them. The We're low like- light. Yeah, we'll we'll call it a low light. Um and then we'll let's just jump to the team with a bunch of highlights over here in New England. I don't have anything else to really say about the Jets. Um unless you do. No, I got nothing. All right, cool. Um, So New England, um, they released AB today. Uh, I I think it's pretty clear why. Uh, He's got some serious allegations going on. That's been the talk of probably the past week and a half or two weeks. So, Keegan, unless you have anything pressing to say about it, I I don't think that we need to cover it. Not that I'm just glossing over it and pretending like it doesn't exist, but I, I just think that it's been talked about so much that everything that I would say has just been said by other people
1: yeah I just at this point, I'm just confused why the Pats signed him in the first place. I mean, they obviously knew something was up with the way he like left the Raiders unless it was all part of a plan and then they found out about all the other
0: stuff. like yeah, i I did hear that they didn't that the Patriots had no idea about the sexual assault allegations. Um, so while people are usually pretty skeptical skeptical about the Patriots, uh, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt whether they deserve it or not. Uh, Because that's pretty serious, and I would like to think that if they knew about that, they wouldn't have even bothered with signing him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. But either way, uh, I don't think they needed him. No, they they clearly
0: don't need him.
1: And they definitely didn't need him this week, and uh, the Pats win this one.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, That surprises nobody. This team is just so fucking good. Um, and with that, we will just move along, chugging along here. Um, still with the one o'clock game. There's a lot of one o'clock games this week. Um, I guess all 16 teams still play. We haven't hit bye weeks yet. So with that, the Green Bay Packers are hosting the Denver Broncos. Who do you want to talk about first?
1: Um... Well, I mean, Green Bay is the more interesting team, I guess.
0: Uh, I definitely think they're the more interesting team. Uh, What do they do with that backfield? Um, Aaron Jones blows up. Everyone says, free Aaron Jones. I'm one of those people. Um, He's clearly the best running back. But then, earlier this week, Matt LaFleur comes out and says, oh, Aaron Jones did really good. Let's give him the ball less and give the other guy, Jamal Williams, the ball more. How that makes no sense to me. Make sense of it for me, Keegan. I don't know if you can, but do your best, yeah,
1: I'm not sure. I just i I just think that his number one priority is like taking the pressure off Aaron Rodgers to do everything like Mike McCarthy ended up doing at the end of his tenure. And I think that the new thing in in football is the running back. committee to take the pressure off not only the quarterback but off any one running back you know no more bell cow no more it's like oh we'll keep everyone fresh for the fourth quarter and later in the game and later in the season so you know i don't think it's him hating on aaron jones or or like trolling on aaron jones fantasy owners i think it's just him wanting to keep his team fresh and you know spread the ball around and keep the pressure off aaron Rodgers.
0: That could be it. Um, you know, I, I, you're probably right. Uh, just a salty fantasy owner here. But regardless, um, if they're going to spread the ball around, they should probably try to get some more of those receivers involved. Uh, it's pretty much been Devontae Adams or Bust. But I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup for Adams going up against Chris Harris, who is one of the best corners in football over there in Denver.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. I think he's gonna to have to lean on those running backs.
0: Yeah, I think so too. In Denver, the past few years, as good as their defense has been, uh, they've been susceptible to to the running game. They've they've never really ranked very high in in defending the run, at least over the past couple of years. Excuse me. Anyway, um, but with that said, I wanted to touch base on the Broncos' offense. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Keegan. I do believe that. You, in the beginning of the year, um, I guess before the season started, you said that Joe Flacco wasn't done. He wasn't washed up. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, I just, I didn't think that he was as washed up as people gave him credit for.
0: Or discredited him, him.
1: Yeah, lack of credit for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, lack of credit. English sometimes, man, it's hard. I know. But anyway, um, yeah, Joe Flacco is pretty washed. Um, the running game is pretty washed. Phil Lindsay isn't what he was last year. Uh, Royce Freeman's coming on a little bit though, um, but I just don't think that it's going to be enough. This Packers defense is looking to be a lot better. Or it's looking like it's a lot better. Uh, than it was last year and that I really even wanted to give it credit for in the preseason so I'm going to go ahead and once again take the home team the Green Bay Packers
1: yeah I'll give it to Green Bay in that defense um, yeah as you touched on they're they're a lot improved over the past couple years of how the Packers defense has been and uh, yeah I just think that Denver's in a holding pattern you know they need They need a fresh start at quarterback. They need, you know, they need a bunch of different things to happen. And for right now, they're just kind of
0: in a holding pattern. Drew Locke. I guess. Is he their answer at some point this season? Uh, I think, yes. I think that Drew Locke is going to play at some point this season. I think we'll find out. Yeah. Well, inevitably we will find out. Um, and with that said, we are on to our last one o'clock game of this uh, September, this September Sunday. I don't really don't know what I was trying to say there. Um, and the best for last, right? I wanted to give this game a cool little like intro sort of deal. It just flopped on its face. Um, this is I'm, I will take the low hanging fruit here, and I will make this by uh, fresh football game of the week. Um, I wish they could flex this game into Sunday night, but they can't. So the best I can do is give it my fresh game of the week honors. Uh, It's the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Two high-powered, exciting offenses going head-to-head in Arrowhead. I'm so excited about this game.
1: Yeah, it really has the feel of uh the Rams Chiefs from last year. Just two great young quarterbacks
0: just balling out and and it's gonna be great. If it wasn't for the Patriots, I would say that this might be the uh AFC championship preview. But it's it's the Patriots until it's not in my mind. Um, prove me wrong.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out. I mean the Ravens, you know, I always say the defense wins championships and I think that the Ravens um Still have a great defense. They have, you know, a lot of those pieces still there. And I think that, I don't know, it's going to make it interesting.
0: It is. Um, It definitely is, especially since the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill. But they don't seem to miss him. Um, They haven't skipped a beat. Um, Last week, it was Demarcus Robinson that balled out. Um, Mecole Hardman flashed what he can do in that Tyreek Hill role as well. Um, they only need 15 minutes to put a game away. Uh, and that's the scary part about the Chiefs offense. Yeah,
1: that was amazing watching Mahomes do that in one quarter.
0: right. I think he had I think he had almost 300 yards in, in the second quarter and all four of his touchdowns. like that's they only need 15 minutes compared to everybody else's 60. It's borderline unfair.
1: Yeah, the chiefs are are still incredible.
0: They are, but they will be without their, I guess, co-starting running back Damien Williams and shady. As long as he plays, he's set to take on the feature role in this game. Um, I think this is going to, they, I think this is the beginning of the end for Damien Williams.
1: Um, It's possible. I mean, I know they're excited about what they have with uh, Darwin Thompson. So maybe yes. he'll get some action uh, in this game. Oh, I think he because, gets involved. Absolutely. And because also I just really don't think that shady looks the same, you know, being an Eagles fan, seeing him in his prime, he just looks like he's lost that bit of juice that made shady shady. So I don't know how long he holds up. He came out of that game last week, banged up. So uh, I don't know. It might be the Darwin Thompson show before too much longer.
0: Ah. Uh... That's going to be just really exciting as well. Because he's just, he's so quick. I don't think that it can be entirely him. Because um, I don't think that he's that three down type of back. At least not at this point in his career. Uh, he seems to be more like the third down um, kind of speedster. But, right. hey, I'll be excited to see him play. Um, who we got here? And Oh, no, before we make these picks... How did we not talk about Lamar Jackson?
1: Yeah, Lamar Jackson over in Baltimore.
0: Fan-fucking-tastic.
1: He's improved in every facet of the game from last year, and he was already pretty good last year, but more as a runner. He's improved as a passer. The The weapons around him are good enough. Um, he's just making them all better. He's elevating the whole team. Um, it's it's pretty exciting in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it... it, it... They're so good. Um, they're so good. This is the hardest game to pick of the week. Uh Keegan, who you got? I need more time to think about this.
1: I'm going to go with the new hotness. I'm going to go with Baltimore. Um I said it earlier. Maybe. I think that the defense, you know, the Chiefs defense is really nothing to write home about and a lot of people said that that might be their weakness. I mean, it is their weakness, but just in terms of, you know, as the season goes on, um You know, Pat Mahomes seems like he can score unlimited points sometimes, but I think that Baltimore has a good enough defense that they'll be able to fend him off. But on the other side of the ball, I think that Lamar Jackson will just be able to pick apart the Chiefs defense and run for a buttload of yards and throw for a buttload of yards. And I think the new hotness beats the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: I agree. I'm doing it. Yeah. Give me the Ravens. I mean- give me the Ravens. Uh. Yes? No? I still don't know. I'm locking them in. I'm doing it. This is my it's game of the week. It's my game of the week. It's the game I am least confident in picking either way. But I've picked all home teams so far, so give me the road, Ravens. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm locking them in. Locked in, Ravens. Lock it in. Uh, we will move ahead to the four o'clock games. Um, Panthers are traveling to play the Cardinals out there in Arizona, go into the desert. One team has really a, a quarterback that might not play in Cam Newton. I don't he think was, he plays,
1: he was ruled he out, I believe.
0: Oh, he was ruled out already.
1: Oh, yes, man. I, Correct. Oh
0: wow. I, I was gonna ask if you thought he played. Um but well, turns out he Kyle will not Allen, play. Kyle Allen.
1: Yeah, Kyle Allen is starting. Yep. Panthers rule out Cam Newton with a foot injury.
0: Oh wow. Um I, I mean, I don't think anyone's really surprised. But nope. Um and then the on the other side, that quarterback over there, uh the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Uh I think he's he's flashed a little bit. He's flashed what he can do. Um, he's inconsistent, um, as is really the Cardinals offense as a whole, but it's to be expected. Uh, rookie quarterback, um, rookie head coach, a lot of rookie wide receivers, and then second-year man in Christian Kirk, and then uh, Hall of Famer Larry Legend. Um, so you're definitely going to expect some inconsistencies there. as Really, I think the whole team is just trying to learn the NFL as a whole.
1: Yeah, Kyler Murray, um, he's definitely flashed. He's one of only two quarterbacks to start his career with two 300-yard games in a row, the other, ironically enough, being
0: Cam Newton. Really? Um, yes. The only ones ever? Yeah, the only ones ever. Wow. I 300 yards know. passing. Keegan, I missed you. You add so much to this show. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, but, I, but yeah, I really think that Kyler is is going to come into his own slowly but surely as the season goes on. And um, he's brought Larry Legend back to life in a big way. Larry is on pace for the best season of his career.
0: My fa- Larry Fitzgerald, is my favorite player in football, he was, and I am was going to retire, and he's on pace for the best season of his career. He he was going to retire like a year or two ago. Also, Larry Fitzgerald is going to play longer than Tom Brady.
1: His storied career, like Larry Fitzgerald's career, and he's on pace for the best season of that career. Ever.
0: Game. He he is even if he retired two years ago, he was the first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions asked. One of the best receivers, I think, to ever play the game. Uh, and like you've said a couple times, he's playing the best football he's ever played. Yeah, Kyler Murray has rejuvenated
1: him and rejuvenated that whole offense. And I
0: hope I hope Larry Fitzgerald sticks around for at least another two years.
1: He probably could in the shape he's in. He
0: probably could. I hope he does. I wanna. He needs a ring. Yes. He needs a ring. He's not gonna ever play anywhere but Arizona, so I don't think he'll ever get the ring. Uh but he deserves it. Um he definitely deserves it. I agree wholeheartedly. Larry Fitz. Do you think that uh, – jump into the other side of the ball quickly. Do you think that CMC um, kind of, I guess, comes back to form this week? This is a good week to do it against a bad defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that especially with uh, the the backup quarterback, Kyle Allen, starting, I believe Who can that...
0: actually throw the football?
1: True. No, he can actually throw the football, but I think that they will – not force him to do too much of that, you know, more of a game managing and and just feed their star running back.
0: Right. But I I think you could tell last week that after a certain point in the game, you could tell that the Bucs weren't afraid of Cam Newton throwing the ball. They keyed in on CMC, uh, Christian McCaffrey over there, and said, Cam, you can't throw for shit. Try to beat us.
1: Exactly. And I think that Kyle Allen will be able to do enough to keep them honest and then christian mccaffrey will like you said return to form
0: does kyle allen do enough to get the panthers a victory
1: uh i want i want to believe i want to believe so much but nope give me the home team again give me kyler murray and and larry the legend and yeah arizona wins this one their first win of the year
0: yeah i agree which makes me really nervous keegan because You've even said it yourself. You haven't done too well in pickums this year, and we've agreed on everything. So either you're going to do awesome this week or I'm going to do fucking terrible. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's why we pick them. Shit, so I guess that's true. Uh, but moving on here to not not really an even prettier game. Um, the New York Giants are going to travel to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Um, I'm just gonna go on a rant here for a minute about my Giants, um, if you will let me. Um, this is my farewell to my beloved Elijah Manning. Uh, it it's been a great career. Uh, you have given me probably the best football memories. Um, th- some things that all football fans wish that they could have from their football team. You've given me uh, two Super Bowls in my lifetime. Uh, I will never forget those moments uh, watching the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots with the helmet catch. Um, And then again, four years later beating those same but different Patriots um, in the Super Bowl again, Mario Manningham, that throw to him was, I think, honestly, probably the best throw I've ever seen. Uh, that may be biased. I don't care. Eli Manning. This isn't. This benching isn't about Eli at this point. Um, Keegan shared with me a video. Um, Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter, uh, and, and Baldy was he really just went through the whole Bills game, and said Eli's making all the right decisions. He's playing well. The team around him sucks. Um, and I think that that's been pretty true for the past couple of years. Uh, I'm not saying that Eli has been, you know, an elite quarterback the past couple of years. I'm not, I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. Um, he's definitely regressed over the years that happens with age, but I don't think that everything to do with the giants was his fault. Um, I think he got a lot of unnecessary blame but at this point, it 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 just doesn't even matter. Uh, it, it's not this benching is not so much about Eli Manning, but it's more so about Daniel Jones and preparing the New York Football Giants for life without Eli uh, for the future. Uh, hopefully, Daniel Jones is there for 15 years and has as good a career as Eli Manning did. Um, Eli, I look forward to cheering you into the. Pro Football Hall of Fame when your time comes.
1: Yeah. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I loved beating Eli, but...
0: Yeah, they always had his number,
1: but... That was very beautiful and very heartfelt.
0: It was. uh, It took a lot not to cry. Right there, Eli. Eli, I love you. Um, But this is about getting the Giants ready for the future. Uh, And Daniel Jones will be starting this week. I think that you honestly probably couldn't ask for too much of a better matchup, I guess, other than, I guess, by playing the Dolphins. But I will say that Todd Bowles does have the Buccaneers defense playing well. Um, but here we go. We have the Giants are into the future now um, with Saquon and Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah. So what do you think as a Giants fan? Do you think that... Daniel Jones can inject some life into these Giants and, uh, I don't know, pick them up and maybe, you know, tighten the screws a little bit. Maybe the team around him plays a little
0: better because they're more excited. I I think that could be the case. Um, I definitely think that he's going to add some excitement to the team. Um, not because obviously all oh, Eli's teammates love him, but it's just, you know, they're, it's the future. It, it's, it's different. It's new. It's exciting. Um, I think that Daniel Jones, not that he's you know Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton, uh, but he's mobile. Uh, he can extend some plays. I just, I think to week one when the Giants played the Cowboys and it was fourth and one and the Giants ran a bootleg and nobody was open, so Eli tries to run for a first down. Uh, there's no way in hell Eli's getting that first down. He's got those cement shoes, right? Daniel Jones. Could have gotten that first down. And I think that's the the new exciting thing about him starting. I do think that he's going to inject some life into this team. I, I think that they're going to play with the chip on their shoulder, especially because everyone buddy was booing and saying all these negative things about Daniel Jones at the draft. Uh I think they're just really excited to kind of put all the haters to bed. But this defense is still trash. So I think that might yeah. be their undoing here. Even though the Bucks aren't really that good. Uh, Jameis Winston is not a particularly good NFL quarterback. Yeah, i I would agree with that. They do have a couple awesome receivers though. Chris Godwin, I think, is the is the guy over there. Mike Evans is still going to get his. He, he's a superstar, but Chris Godwin's the guy, um, and they have to rely on him as well as Evans, because they don't have a running game at all. It just, yeah. It's non-existent.
1: Yeah, I can't tell who's the better breakout candidate this year, Calvin Ridley or Chris Godwin. Ooh. I think that Godwin takes it, because like you said, I think he's eclipsed. You know, like in Atlanta, it's more of a 1A, 1B situation, which a lot no, of people and,
0: said. In Atlanta, it's still 1 and 2, and that's no, uh, th- that's no diss to Calvin Ridley, because he's playing really well. But I mean, you got Julio Jones over there. Julio Jones is the clear number one. But I think right. your point's taken. Yeah, your points. Godwin taken. just looks
1: awesome through two games so far.
0: He does. He he looks better than Mike Evans. So right. I I agree with you there. I think Chris Godwin is the pick for better breakout at least so far. Things can change, but.
1: And Tampa Bay's defense has God been. Bulls
0: has those boys playing hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's been the difference. You know, they couldn't really shut down um, the Niners in week one because they're still floating around. But that's when, you know, Jameis was Jameis. You know, yeah, James Jameis. Third,
0: Jameis, they're two pick sixes.
1: But last week, like you said, when we were talking about Carolina, they forced Cam Newton to beat them, and maybe it was because of injury, maybe it wasn't, but he just couldn't. And they were able to stop one of the best running backs in football, Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, I really think that it was some of this, some of that, but I really think that Todd Bowles, who's always been a great defensive coach, it has them really playing well.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think he has them playing well enough to – to win this game, I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers over my beloved Giants. Wow! No Daniel Jones t- t- taking you to the promised land. I, I I hope I'm wrong, but okay, okay. I pick I pick with my head, not with my heart, most of the time. Uh, and enough. I am I am gonna go with Tampa Bay here. Am I? Fuck it, Keegan. I picked too many home teams. I'm gonna pivot on the spot. Give me the New York football Giants to win Whoa. on the road in Tampa. I pivoted. Give them to me.
1: I'd say that's an upset of the week then, isn't it?
0: It's
1: yeah. – Yeah, Tampa wow. Bay is a win.
0: It is. Oh, I had – All right, so I have an upset of the week picked, but, yeah, this is the fresh football upset of the week. Give me them New York football Giants.
1: Very nice. The heading Daniel Jones.
0: The, heading into the future with some positivity. I like it. Let's get it. Um, uh, who you got? Are you with me? Or are you against me?
1: No, I I'm, I'm taking Tampa Bay.
0: <laughs> I feel like you talked me into picking the Giants and then you picked Tampa. That's okay. Well no,
1: <laughs> I I mean I had Tampa picked, but I was
0: right. you know. Right. No, give me the Giants. I like it. I I was kind of it was a toss up in that game. Um but yeah, give me the Giants. I, I think that they rally around uh Daniel Jones and get the job done. Why not? Fresh Why football. Not? Fresh football upset of the week. I like it. Uh, right. So with that, we will move on. Seahawks, Saints, in the Pacific Northwest. The Drew Breesless, New Orleans Saints. Is yeah, it Teddy like Bridgewater? Th- Is it Taysom Hill?
1: I'm not sure, but but this is kind of what I was alluding to all the way back when we were talking about the Colts. There's a lot of these teams that are like quarterback switches, whether because of injury or retirement or, you know, in, in Miami's case, they just don't really care.
0: But <laughs> they like, suck.
1: But like week three has been like the new quarterback week, I feel like, for like a good amount of teams. And here we have either Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill or maybe a little bit of both, maybe 50-50, I don't know. I guess we'll see with Sean Payton. He's usually got something up his sleeve, but, um, but just like the Colts, I think people are leaving the saints for dead. And I think that's a mistake.
0: Whoa. Did you just allude to your pick before we even talked about the game? I don't think I did, but. Okay. Um, Well, well now you alluded to your pick, but I, I, I kind of dogged you into that. I just think that,
1: you know, we come from a fantasy perspective a lot of times and everyone's saying, you know, just like when Andrew Luck retired with the Saints, everyone's saying, oh, fade all Saints offensive players. But I don't think it's going to be like that because Sean Payton is still one of the best offensive coaches in football
0: right now. I agree. Um, I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, I think this is going to be such a good game that it's going to be the fresh football tie of the week. Tie of the week. I Uh, like that a lot. Tie of the week. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a really close game. Um, Russell Wilson, though, is probably the best quarterback. Well, definitely the best quarterback in this game. Um, He proved last week in Pittsburgh that this is not just a running team. They can throw the ball. Don't forget that. Russell Wilson can throw the football.
1: Correct. Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, the emerging DK Metcalf.
0: They can catch the football.
1: Will Disley at tight end. Will
0: Disley can catch the football as well.
1: Yeah. I literally have in my notes, though, closer game than most would think. So that's interesting that you called it the tie.
0: Well, yeah, we didn't even talk about that pre-show. So, yeah, this is my tie of the week here. Um, But I am going to give the edge to the home team uh, with the 12s uh, at their backs. Give me the Seahawks.
1: And right underneath the closer game note, I have Seattle at home tilts this to their favor Keegan Wade,
0: Wow, I like it.
1: We're right on the same page there, buddy.
0: We are, and someone's telling me that you're gonna have a good week
1: yeah, Seattle at home takes it um even though i I do agree with the tide for the simple fact that another the other note I have is New Orleans has a good defense, and a lot of people overlook that,
0: so. Yeah, that's true. Um, another team with a good defense is the Los Angeles Chargers, who are going to host the Houston Texans, who actually also have a good defense, even without young Clowney, who is in the aforementioned uh, Seahawks now. Um, but we're beyond that game, so Chargers, Texans. A battle of the one-and-ones. Uh, Old-school quarterback Phil. First, new school quarterback Watson. Um, both teams are without their starting running backs. Uh, Lamar Miller went out for the year in the preseason, and Melvin Gordon just says, "I want more money, so I am not going to play football until I get more money."
1: Yeah, um, and surprisingly, both both running backs that are th- that are filling in are doing really very well, actually.
0: Austin Eckler is doing awesome i think he he might lead the league in all-purpose yards. that wouldn't surprise me at all and carlos hyde then for the texans is showing out a little bit over there he's he's pretty efficient so far this season
1: yeah i think it surprised a lot of people when you know they traded for duke johnson sort of in the off season still and then they got carlos hyde fairly recently you know, compared to when they got Duke Johnson. And so far, it's been the Carlos Hyde show, and he's really shown some juice.
0: Yeah, they haven't really used Duke Johnson that much to give up a fourth-round pick for him. Uh, It's kind of surprising. I thought that he was going to be the main guy there, and uh, Carlos Hyde was going to spell him a little bit, but it's the opposite.
1: Yeah. Um, Carlos Hyde, yeah, a lot of people left him for dead when he was, you know, third or fourth on the depth chart in the Chiefs. But then, you know, the Texans scooped him up. And I think that's the kind of running back that Bill O'Brien likes. As soon as they signed him, I knew, um, you know, that uh, Duke Johnson probably wasn't going to see much work because he likes, you know, the bell cow back, you know, the straightforward back. And uh, he's been he's been showing out pretty well for them.
0: Yeah, he really has. Um, and then just on the other side of the ball, um, we've already talked about Austin Eckler. Um, both of these, well, I guess we're going to flip back and forth here with the teams because they both have stud receivers, two of, the, two of the top receivers in the game with Keenan Allen in Los Angeles and DeAndre Hopkins, who is probably the best receiver in football in, in Houston. Um, they both have some pretty good number twos as well uh, with Mike Williams in L.A. and Will Fuller in Houston. Uh, so this, I think, is going to be a very offensive game but it could also be a defensive game. It This this game can go either way, actually. There's a lot of good, interesting pieces going on. So I'm thinking that
1: the Houston receivers are good enough to beat the Chargers secondary, but the Houston secondary isn't good enough to contain the Chargers secondary. So I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, um, unless the Chargers front can get to watson he's been sacked like i don't know some ridiculous like the most times of any quarterback in the last couple of years um s- since he took over so i don't know if they can get to him which you know they usually can um it might be a little different but i think it's going to be a shootout
0: yeah it very well could be um i am going to go with the road team though and this was my original upset of the week i'm going to pick the texans here
1: Wow, we differ. I am going with the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's our second difference, I guess. Um yeah. and we've got three more games going on here. Um Let's just jump right into them. Um kind of just fly by and and yeah. Uh, so, the 49ers are going to take on the Ben Roethlis, Burgerless Steelers out there in San Francisco. Um, I don't know what to make of this game.
1: Yeah, this looks close to a toss up, but I mean, I've mentioned the Niners a couple of times previously tonight, and I, I, I just think they look great. I think they are exactly what we expected them to look like last year before Jimmy G went down and it became kind of a crap shoot for that offense. Um, I just think they look explosive. They look great. And the difference here is their defense looks
0: very good. It really does. It it, it definitely does. But is it enough to contain their opponents?
1: Uh, it was with a crappy Jameis Winston. It was with an Andy Dalton and it probably will be with making his first
0: start ever Mason Rudolph. Okay. Um, yeah, especially because James Connor is banged up coming into this game. Uh, Juju hasn't looked like Juju. I know a lot of people were concerned that he's now the one over there. Um, so he's going to be getting a lot of attention over there. He doesn't have a B to take it away from him. Um, but they did, and then jumping over to the, I guess, the defensive side of the ball in Pittsburgh, they did just trade for Megan Fitzpatrick, who is going to play on Sunday. He's going to play free safety. Um, he could be a difference maker.
1: Yeah, but I I keep hearing that, but the, the Pittsburgh defense just seems to have so many problems that it's it's kind of like what you were saying with Daniel Jones, like, I mean, he's a great player, but can he really fix all of the issues with that Pittsburgh defense? I'm not so
0: sure. Right. Um, And personally, I don't think he can, at least not this week. Um, The Niners don't rely on anybody in particular, so you can't take one person away and kind of shut their offense down. And that's why I am going to pick the 49ers here.
1: Yes, I am also going to pick the 49ers and once again um you know like i said with the saints another team where a long-tenured quarterback and the giants a long-tenured quarterback is out and the new quarterback is in and they're it's kind of a question mark so i guess we'll see what happens but yeah i'm, I'm also picking the niners here i think they look i think they're one of
0: the surprise they could be one of the surprise nfc teams I think so, too. Um, So we both have the 49ers there and we will move on to Sunday night football where the Los Angeles Rams are going to travel up to Cleveland, Ohio to take on the uh, super hyped Cleveland Browns. Yeah,
1: this one is another just really interesting game. I mean, you have two young ish quarterbacks. You know, golf can get easily rattled. We've seen Baker makes some mistakes in week one against the Titans. Um, two pretty good defenses as well. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. It's it's kind of like the Ravens-Chiefs game, except most likely a lot low scoring than that.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's like Ravens-Chiefs light here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I like, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that with... Njoku out. Not that he was really making a whole heck of a lot of an impact. I think that the Browns are really actually going to rely a lot more on the running game here.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, Baker, you know... He's been struggling before. a little bit. Yeah, as I said before, Baker can get rattled. He can make mistakes, and I think that Goff can too. So I think that on both sides, it's going to be a battle-of-the-run game.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a low-key, really defensive game. Correct. But- I think you said that actually. So, I agree with you. Yeah, the pass rush can get to Goff.
1: Everyone saw that obviously in the Super Bowl last year. Um and he still he hasn't thrown for more than one touchdown since before the Super Bowl. So, um he's he's just, you know, I I mean they gave him a huge extension but I don't know. I don't know. We've been seeing a lot of cracks
0: in that in that facade from Mr. Jared Goff. So, we have been. um maybe they I don't know, maybe last year was their year. um but then again, I did pick them to win the Super Bowl in the preseason. That might change in week four when I will make my next Super Bowl picks, But we'll have to wait until then. um, but I do ultimately think that they can get it done against Baker Mayfield, Odo Beckham Jr. and the Cleveland Browns.
1: Very interesting. I think that much like the Seattle Saints game, uh, home field will tilt it to Cleveland's advantage. And I think that the defense will ball out and maybe get a defensive touchdown. And I think that the Browns come away with a statement win
0: over the NFC champion Rams. All right. So we've been, you know, I think like three of the past five games, we, we've differed after, you know, pretty much agreeing on every game before that. Yeah, um, the later so, okay. ones. Yeah,
1: the later ones were a pretty good. were 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 pretty tough. You know, they were pretty good
0: matchups. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I have the Rams. Keegan has the Browns, and with that, we will move on to the final game of the. Oh, hold on, I got to give my score prediction. It's a prime time game. I almost forgot. Um, prime
1: time score prediction.
0: Primetime time score prediction. Um, twenty three seventeen. Rams. Rams, twenty three seventeen
1: Rams. You do know that only one of the two teams has Odell Beckham Jr. on their
0: team, right? I'm well aware. Um, he could unfo- be the difference maker. It's unfortunately no longer the Giants. <laughs> Daniel Jones and OBJ? Ooh, that could have been. been. For the next 10 years, what could have been? But I look forward to Daniel Jones and Saquon, and we will look forward to the Monday night game. Uh eh. never mind. <laughs> We're not right right it. that was supposed to be like a really nice like segue transition.
1: It almost was <laughs> until I saw the team.
0: Right. And then I was like, "Oh wait. <laughs> this isn't going to be very exciting. Uh we've got the Chicago Bears and the Washington Redskins. This game is going to be played in DC. Is it FedEx Field over there?" Uh yes. FedEx okay. Field. Yeah, that's where this game is going to be played. Um two lackluster offenses um and two i think good defenses the bears are obviously a great defense but i think the Redskins have a pretty good defense as well i said that i said that last year too
1: i agree um you know a lot of people you know the eagles came alive so much in that second half of that first week game that a lot of people forgot that they they really brought it to the eagles in that first half and, uh, you know, the Cowboys, we mentioned, are one of the strongest offensive teams so far. But, yeah, I, I, I really think that they put together a good front and a good secondary. You know, Josh Norman still exists. He's over in Washington. So Right. right. Yeah, it's going to be a
0: low-scoring game. Definitely. Um, and in that secondary, they also have Landon uh, another former Giant. Um, oh,
1: right, right, right. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, they The Redskins pale for him. Uh, from us after we chose not to sign him, uh, he did say that. I think he said that he picked the Redskins because of Sean Taylor, and I respect the hell out of that. Okay, yeah, I can um, respect that. That's why he's not wearing twenty one either. If you notice, he was twenty one with the Giants. Um, he's number twenty over there in Washington because he didn't want to uh, take Sean Taylor's number. Oh wow! Yeah, he didn't yeah, want to. Cool. He didn't want to be the Sean Taylor twenty one. Um, very cool. Sean Taylor uh, taken way too soon, um, but we do have foot a little bit more football to talk about. Not much because the Bears' offense can't do much. Yeah, they have just At regressed all. so badly. Like it's Trubisky. It, it, it's Trubisky. It, it. I don't think it's the offense as a whole. It's Trubisky is regressing.
1: It could be, but I mean, it's also the run game. It's just, it's, it's everything, man. Like it's the play calling. Like Matt Nagy was being hailed as his genius last year from the great season they had. And then, and then they come in this season and they just barely skate out of Denver with a win. (laughs) I see what he did there. Barely. barely. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. And then in week one, I mean, everyone saw that opening night. They looked
0: awful. Just awful. They didn't look any better last week. Uh, they got some help from the refs over there on their last help from drive the refs, too.
1: And hey, they actually have a competent kicker. So go
0: for Eddie Pinero was the difference last week. And I yeah. think that Eddie Pinero is the difference this week. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the I mean, in the end, the Chicago offense really doesn't matter because the defense can win them any game.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, And that is why I am taking the Chicago Bears. I think that Dwayne Haskins makes his debut. Oh, I I like that prediction. I think he makes his debut. Um, Even if it's just, if this game gets to garbage time, um, I think at some point in this game, Dwayne Haskins is going to come in.
1: Yeah, you can see Chicago forcing a couple picks, a couple turnovers, and then, you know, Gruden just runs out of options and, throws Haskins in
0: I can see that yep I absolutely can um so with that um I'm gonna pick the Bears who you got I uh this one it's tough
1: yeah it's another toss-up like we've been saying the last couple um but I I I too have the Bears as I as I mentioned their defense is just Way too good. Got too many stars, too many studs, too many playmakers on that defense to ever count them out of any game, and especially against Washington,
0: who is 0-2, and I think they're about to be 0-3. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, give me the Bears 16-13. to
1: Okay, 16-13. to I, um, I had 14-13 wow
0: okay yeah
1: I had 1413 Chicago ekes it out
0: all right so there we have it um there's the there's the week three preview wow the week three
1: marathon preview I missed right it.
0: right right I'm pretty excited about this week excited for the Giants to get their first victory uh excited to see the Bills ball out. Um not excited to see Miami get trounced. Uh lots of good stuff going on though. Very excited about the Ravens Chiefs. Um good stuff. Oh yeah, what a great matchup. And yeah, I'm just very excited to see
1: um all these teams with quarterback shifts, you know, like how are they going to do? Are they going to focus on different parts of the offense? How are they going to, because we've seen it, I mean, be successful. I mean, the Colts are just one and one, but, but Frank Reich, he's a great quarterback. He's making it work. So, I mean, with the saints, with the giants, with a couple other teams, we're just going to see like what their coaches can come up with. How can they, you know, how can they keep their
0: offense moving? And uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun, fun week three. We'll see what happens. This is professional football. It's all about adjusting uh, next man up. And a lot of teams have, To see what they have uh, in their next man up at the most important position. Uh, But Keegan, I am, once again, I'm thrilled to have you back. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully I made less mistakes. I know you caught me on one of them. Um, So there you have it.
1: Yeah, I th- I think the only other mistake I thought was when you told me to talk about the Eagles defense and I thought you meant offense, which is why I started talking about the offense. But then you doubled down and said you wanted me to talk about the defense. <laughs> That's so it all wasn't right. actually a mistake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all right. It It's no big deal. Um, yeah, we had it handled. Right. We're we're doing all right. We got to get back into the swing of things together. Um, oh, yeah, like we're I've, there. Right. Like I said, it, it, it's so good to have you back. Um, good to have somebody to bounce things off of. Um, and I know that you, I believe, have some dinner plans that you are currently very late for.
1: No, that's okay. The dinner plans were, were postponed a little bit. So oh, we're all right. good. Tony, oh.
0: have no fear. <laughs> Sweet. I didn't want to make it too late. Um, but I think we've talked enough. Um, let's get the fuck out of here
1: yeah let's do it uh we're gonna come back next week hopefully with a new theme song maybe some new sponsor
0: reads um Ooh. we're gonna bring those back um some surprises coming up next week whether it's next episode or maybe the episode after that but within the next week or so keegan says we'll have some surprises
1: yeah it's gonna be great working on some things in the old uh laboratory
0: all right love it uh well why don't you get out to dinner and then hop in the lab and you know, figure some things out. And thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget, follow on Twitter at Fresh Football, hashtag Fresh Football Takes. Follow me at AQFresh. Follow Keegan at KeeganRH. Look us up on Facebook at Fresh Football Takes. And I believe that is going to wrap everything up. Don't forget to make your picks in the Fresh Football Takes Pick'em Palooza. If you're in it, or you're in it. If you're not, and you better get in it next year. Yeah, what are you uh, doing? Right, exactly. Why they are you that, not in it? You, you got to get in it. You got to wait till next year now, but make sure you're in it. Uh, follow us along, and uh, we bid you a fair ado, or whatever the hell that saying is. Anyway, I love some fucking football, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.